I'm game, whatever. I drink, I ride, fuck off. Let's go. <laughs> it's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the New Flockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Woo! Yeah! Keep going, North! So, Noof, uh, race in Calgary. Uh, it seemed like a really cool venue, had lots of floor space, and the track looked pretty cool, but it, it didn't really translate into to good racing. Do you have any insight on why that might be? Um, well, I, I've actually I've been to that venue before, and you're right, it is, it's a really cool arena and where the setup is, and the dirt is actually inside, so that, that helps, helps a lot. It's kind of sandy-ish like you would have seen like the track got pretty loose like the berms and whatnot depending on how much water they're able to put into it but i thought the same thing i thought the track was was cool the first night was like extremely basic um for even a jetworks track like if you notice like the super minis were jumping the rhythm going three 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 right so it you would you would think that that would make the racing a little bit closer, but I think it was so start dependent um, with how easy the track was, and there was no real whoops. Um, Pettis and Harrison and, and Benick, a couple of those guys were doing that kind of three out of the corner into that tiny whoop section they built. Um, but then on Saturday, they, the track was better. Um, they actually built a legit whoop section, and and I guess the problem is is that it was it seemed weird. It was like either Harrison got the start or he was shit or went down or Pettis got the start or vice versa. Right. So we never really seen the, the playoff so much between those two, which they were the two best, the two best guys. But, um, I just think the track was fast. I mean, it was 21 second lap time, which that is bigger than a hockey arena inside there. So it was fast and, uh, yeah, it just seemed like it was hard to, hard to make any time, uh, on anybody. Right. So, Noof, as you mentioned, the, the battles never really did materialize, and Harrison kind of just ran away with things on Saturday night. Is there any update on Pettis? It seemed like he hopped on his bike and ro- rode away, so I don't think he's really seriously injured, but is there any injury update on that? Well, I didn't really see anything. I talked to Galdi a little bit about it um, later on, but it sounds like he's all right. He did put out an Instagram post saying that he was fine, but like... Jesus, man, can yeah. can he do a race without getting, you know, I mean, it's, it's racing and, and shit happens, but it's like, you know, I think all of us as fans are just like, man, like get through it. You know, it looked like he was holding his wrist a little bit to yeah. me, which, which is obviously concerning considering how many injuries he's he's had in the past. But, Gal, do you hear anything? Any updates on him? I, I texted him. He never got back to me to see how it was. It's like that last one there on the which one was Saturday night, right? The super Saturday, final yeah. crash. Yeah, the yeah. super final crash right at the very end of the night. That one looked like it kind of hurt. Like he kind of come off and right and sort of lawn darted into the ground. Um, he did do more laps after that, I think. I think that the time, or maybe he just did the one because the timing and scoring updated. But um, well, he only got credited with three laps in the super final. Okay, so then yeah, he must have just crossed it and that's yeah. why it changed. But um, yeah. yeah, no update. And then I think what you might have been looking at the same thing I saw. I saw him in a hot tub with his with his chick. I mean, why wouldn't you be fine? His chick's hot. <laughs> like, fuck it. So, like, uh, if you're injured or not, who gives a shit? That's going to go away quite quick when the blood's 
transferring into the uh, you know middle section of your body. <laughs> like, well, let, let me ask both of you guys this, and you guys can you guys can both have a turn here. But like, I I don't want to sit here and be like, man, like fuck, pet us again, and get crashed. But like, what is going on? Like, it's his first race back, and it just seems like, and I get it, it's racing. We all know that, but. Does it not seem to strike him more than others? The bad luck or the cloud or whatever the hell you want to call it. Go ahead, Ken, you go. Well, yeah, it seemed like every single time he raced, I guess he had the one good one on Friday. I think it was the 450 main. But other than that, it was little mistakes here and there and then culminated with that big one on the Super Final on Saturday. But, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's his first race back. you got to just put the time in, get the laps in, get the gate drops in and and just keep improving. Well, like we all, we are the armchair quarterbacks here talking about this, and any racer that's been off as long as him, he, you could tell right away, he had jitters, he yeah. overrode the track, and how easy it was, it bit him, either a little over jumping, not getting into the transition properly, skimming the whoops, whatever it was, and he was so anxious, and I, I, I kind of looked at it as a little bit of, um, he's almost still not mature enough to be that guy. Like yeah. it, you watch him ride, like, um, and it, it just like, like just settled down. Mitchell was a little bit faster, settle it down. He pushed the front end a couple times, losing the rear end all over the place. It just like watching again, we're not there. I'm not seeing him, but we've been doing this long enough to share our experience. And I just think he just, just doesn't know how to get out of that immature. It's kind of, that's kind of a shitty word. Cause it makes him sound young. He's almost Wait, he's got to be 27 now-ish, I'd say. No, 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 no. No, under 25? Under 25 still, yeah. Is yeah. he? Oh, okay, my bad. Jesus, I'm way off that. I'm way off I'm way off that. Okay, so he is still kind of mature. And the the champions that, the championships that he's won, he's kind of beat up on younger kids, right? Whether it's yeah. the Piccolos. He didn't have to go against Moffenbeier and Dylan and, and experienced guys to get that thing. And that's not knocking them. Those are earned. But what I just saw and watched every lap that I saw, I'm like, man, he just... And I don't think there was anybody in the back in the pit saying, hey, dude, chill. Just chill. Yeah. Like, just go 2-2-2 two, two, two all weekend. Yeah. You're going to collect some yeah. money. You're going to be good. And then in the in the grand scheme of it all, um, Harrison screwed up in two main events on the Friday night. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So he might have got two wins instead of just the one win. That's that's just my outside look going in. I'm a big fan of Pettis like I think pretty much anybody is. He, he's put his you know skill set on the line in the States. And But, yeah, like you said, Noof, it's, it's just like – Fuck me! And again, well, if you're Red Bull or KTM, you're going holy fuck, man! Just like to just yeah. get a race out there right now. And again, now you're looking at that race. You're like, they're probably scratching. There's a little bit of head scratching going on. And there's although he's going to Germany, actually. Sorry, so I was gonna say there's no racing now for him for a while. Yeah, to sort of regroup, reboot, and and get everybody you know talking good points and everything. And, and again, it wasn't a full just wash, but. He could have been just easily. He could have rode around and easily been two, two, two all weekend. Collected some money, got some confidence, dove it in on Harrison there, did some scrubs, signed some posters, you know, and maybe not have a sore wrist in the hot tub when he's you know hanging out with his chick. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like what Ken said about just get the starts and get the laps in. But like you know, and like you said, Goldie, we're not there. We don't know exactly, but. I just feel like it's a pressure thing. You know, he's had a couple of years with, you know, forgettable years, let's say, and time is ticking a little bit and, and he's still at KTM and obviously he's, he's the top dog there. It's got to be a pressure thing where he's expected, you know, 
this race is the biggest race series we have in Canada as far as the pro side of things go. And it's the know, fucking just, only one. Well, <laughs> I know, but he jumps back in to the highest level right off the get go, where you know he's been he hasn't raced since Drum Heller of of this summer. This yeah. spring. No, I know, I but he's a fuck, he's a professional. You know, yeah, of course, you know, if the Cooper Webbs and Tomax, if they get hurt, they don't go to, like, the local race to get their feet wet. Sure, I you know, I, I, you know, he is a professional, but I get what you're saying. I, I get I get what you're saying, but like, he is a professional, and he's, he's supposed to be ready to be able to come back. And then, although a bit of a rumor mill, um, kind of caught this as traveling to the office and stuff like that and talking to uh, some of the Triple Crown guys, that KTM was feeling pressured to get someone on the bike. So they from their sponsors, i.e. Parts Canada, Red Bull. So this might have been a bit of a, not a force, but a, hey, man, can you help us out? Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're not quite ready. So, <clears throat> again, that was a, a little bit of an office, uh, you know, uh, what do they call that? Water cooler talk. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, I, but yeah, I, I, you know, he is a pro. He should be able to show up when he gets back on the bike and, and fit right in and, and be competitive, but also be smart. Yeah, fair enough. So going back to Harrison Galdi, uh, pretty good weekend, especially Saturday. Uh, what what did you see from Harrison that that impressed you? I mean, he's he's like he was the class this weekend, no doubt. Uh, especially on Saturday when they made the whoops bigger, he was by far the yeah. guy like able yeah. to get through them clean and consistent. He's strong. I, I welcome to the series, man. He I just I tweeted out there the other day. Uh, you probably saw Ken. I don't know if you knew it or not, but. Him and Quinn Amiot were the only racers to get points in every event. Yeah. The only yeah. ones. Now, Weston Rosina was at all of them and didn't get, um, didn't get points in a couple of them. Okay. Um, but you know what I mean? Like for Harrison to, and, and you got to think, I don't, uh, it's weird to say, like we kind of talk a little negative towards say the depth of the class in this arena cross supercross stuff. And that's true. But again, I'm not out there. Noof's not out there. Other guys aren't doing it. So, hey, these guys are out there. They're the best we have in the country, and they're, they're doing a good job serving it up. We're spoiled being able to watch, you know, World Supercross or GPs or and have this compa- – and, and, and regular Supercross and have the comparison. But these guys are out there doing it. Um, but for him to be – I'm guessing he probably got paid decently too, but to him to be motivated at the end of the year to keep doing it and like that, I just – I like that. I just think that's cool. It, 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 he was, he's been impressive all year, and now he's got a two-year deal. I would say that, you know, the rest of the competition, um, I'm not too sure how the deal is going to work out if it's like one more year, 250 or both 250, however that goes. But you got to think that heading into next year, he's going to be even stronger, more mature, more used to the system and traveling the country and racing the, the difference between Gopher Dunes to Drumheller to Walton to Gopher Dunes Supercross to Sony Arena Cross to Calgary Arena Cross. Like what a, what a series as far as the, the craziness of, of, uh, of floor space and, and battlegrounds. Like, it's it's pretty wild to break it all down like that. Uh, beyond those two, Pettis and Harrison up front, uh, I think the two guys that stood out most were probably uh, Julian Bennick and Quinn Amiot. I think Bennick probably had maybe a little more speed on the weekend. But, man, Quinn, Quinn Amiot is one consistent dude. He... <laughs> His race finishes Friday were two four two, and then Saturday were three four two. Um, Noof, what do you think of those two guys in their rides? Yeah, both rode rode great, and I mean Quinn obviously was 
super improved all year. I mean, we saw that going back all the way to round one at Kamloops for outdoors. I mean, he put in the work this winter and, and he got better. Quinn's kind of kind of one of those guys that I, I've seen him come up to the ranks a bit and kind of thought he was only going to get to a certain point because I don't think at the beginning he was overly dedicated to it and, and this and that, but he's really um, stepped his game up the last little while. And I think that... Uh, you know, the results are giving him confidence and, you know, he feels like he belongs in there um, for the most part. Yep. The crazy thing with Julian is he's kind of similar to Pettis. He's been hurt all year in, in a way. Um, obviously got hurt in Supercross, U.S. Supercross last year and then kind of shit the bed, come the outdoors to start off and just got hurt again um, or he got hurt at Deschambeau and now he came back into future West Arena Cross and kind of started to build a little bit of momentum. But the most wild thing with Julian, he is on a bone stock bike. Yeah, like he doesn't that. even have suspension. It's stock suspension, and he's huge. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of wild. Stock pipe, stock everything. But I think it was good for Julian to have some some results in Calgary, obviously, to, to get a little bit of confidence rolling into the winter. Now, I have no idea what he has in store for next year i would assume that he's probably back with prmx i that part though i don't know the bike that he's riding is just from a, a local dealer here that i think his dad bought for him as far as i know but uh yeah good rides good rides for both of them and they were fairly consistent for the most part obviously quinn was and, and julian had a couple, couple little mistakes tents, yeah. but uh yeah it was good quinn amiot should have won the super final on friday night that was yeah. his yeah. he should have not yeah. let Guac, Gilliam sits here, great indoor rider, mm. but Quinn is a better rider, racer than him. He lost the opportunity to get his first win of the year. Yes, it was a super final. doesn't really mean fuck all in the grand scheme of things, but he should have won mm. that one. If I was the guy in his pit, I'm like, you should have had that one. I'm pissed right now. You did not push. And it, you saw him come off when off the track, because I was in the booth there when you saw him come off and he like hunched over the bars. He was tired. Yeah. He was he was arm pumped and he was tired. He was spent. Um, you know, that's not the way it's supposed to be at his level on the way it's going right now. He's in good shape. So I'm not too sure what happened there. It may push too hard, but he, he lost one there. He let one get away for sure. Uh going back to St. Cyr, Goldie, is there anything you can say about that uh super final win? Uh or just his weekend as a whole? He was kind of inconsistent, but to get that win, I'm sure that felt pretty good for him. He was in like four or three of the four last chances. Yeah. Right. On, right like yeah. two on, he was in both on Saturday night and in one, I don't know if it was the one that got, oh, I guess the super final isn't from the LCQ, but um, I can't remember which one it was on Friday night. But mm -hmm. like, I, and then almost all the finals, he got good starts. Yeah. Right. He, for some reason, they never, nobody ever took that inside gate <laughs> and he was able to snag it, which, you know, just tuck around and, and go there. Um, but uh, I mean, we've seen it the last few years. He's got some skills. He can't. He's not quite skilled enough to make the night show at Supercross just yet. But he's skilled enough to be a top five threat here. And then all the cards fell his way. Amiot getting too tired or arm pump. Uh, Rosina not being able to put it together. Uh, and Pettis going down. Harrison going down. And Benick um, was Benick leading that one and then crash. No, he was leading another one and crash. Or that's the heat race. Oh, yeah, I can't. He was leading. Benick was leading something. Remember, in, or in second two or then he threw it away. But anyway, yeah. Impressive to see. Um, he he just like I said, that was one of those moments where everything went his way, and he also hung on to it too. He had to earn it. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was good to see it. It's cool to see, I guess, different winners 
um, out of the thing. You know, the super final, like, again, it doesn't really count for much. But uh, it was cool to have a different winner uh, out there. And, and uh, he was pretty pumped. I don't know if you guys stuck around for the, the Kyle Thompson interview for the super final. But I guess before we came back from live TV, he puked on the start gate. <laughs> like, he was yeah, so he excited and so happy, he threw up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. That's weird, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, good good on him, good kid and all that kind of stuff like that. You know, pure privateer works during the week. So, yeah, cool little story for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Noof, what do you know about Blake Davies? Is he from out west where you are? Yeah, yeah, he's from uh, Mission. Mission, okay. so just down the road. So he had a pretty good ride. What uh, what can yeah, you say about that? He had a really good ride there on Saturday. I mean, he's been... He, well, he's only 14 to start off with, so oh, he, you never know that he's only 14 by the size of him on the bike. He's huge. He has <laughs> size 14 feet as well. Like, I don't even know how he shifts oh, wow. the motorcycle. But anyways, um, yeah, good family, good kid. Um, just kind of taking everything in that they can get. They've been racing. Um, well, they went out east and did Walton and, and Deschambault and stuff, and yeah, good uh, good ride for him. I know he was pumped afterwards, and it's kind of one of those things like no pressure. I mean, he's, it's, it's it will be his first year intermediate. He rode junior at Transcan last year or this past summer. So, um, first couple races under his belt as an intermediate, um, and yeah, he's been competitive out here um, with with those guys and whatnot. And uh, the kid stays healthy, and he's built like a brick shit house. So he future's bright for him i mean yeah. he, that's a that's a good ride fourth on saturday night in 250 class 250, i mean that's yeah. pretty good and he was like sticking with amiot um he didn't have more speed than him but he was kind of pacing him the whole time so yeah it was yeah. cool to see that's impressive. here's some here's some little backwards trivia for next year he does fall under the not quite 15 yet rule so that's fine i'm just looking to See where it was. I'm trying to see where his 450 points are. Now I don't see him in here. He didn't uh, ride 450. Oh, he just did the 250. I thought he went 44 on Saturday night. No, he, no, just no, the he rode intermediate classes, so yeah. he didn't ride 450 at all. Oh, okay. Well, then, um, anyway, that doesn't matter. He got 20 uh, points. He's going to have a national number as an intermediate next year. Really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah 100% he will. He, <laughs> will, have, he, will. he will have a national. Oh, it was sorry. He got fourth in the super final. On oh. on um, uh, no. oh no, we got eight, eight, eight. fourteenth. Okay, my bad. Sorry, he was running fourth at one point. I just got it mixed up. But yeah, so fourth and a fourteen gives him twenty points right now. He will have a national number um, for as an intermediate next year. That's but great. is that even allowed? I guess yes, it is because there's a rule. 15. If you're not fifteen years old, it's the same for Creighton Dillon. Mm-hmm. who rode at Walton and got 16th in the moto, although I don't know if four points this year will get it. There's not, there's just about 100 riders. The, the points and numbers will be coming out here soon enough, I think. But yeah. um, the uh, uh, they're not 15 as of the trans can or whatever the hell the rule is. But, yes, they're fine to be both intermediate next year. Yeah. But that'll stir up some conversations for people once they, if they do their due diligence and talk about rule books and shit. But he's yeah. fine, but he's got 20 points and he will have – I'm guessing number 89, 89 as an intermediate next year. Yeah. Trivia for yeah. you, news. who was number 89? It wasn't his national number, but who, what number was number 89 as an intermediate before they went pro? 89. Famous, famous, famous Canadian champion six times. <laughs> Colton Fasciotti. Yeah, I didn't know that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. To- well, the thing is, the thing is <laughs> crazy, well, not crazy, but the fact of the matter is, is that like, 
the Davies family, they would have no idea that that potentially could have put him in question to go to be a pro. Uh, you know I, mean? like, I disagree because he was hitting me up at Deschambeau and Walton about that stuff. Okay. okay. And enough. I told him, I said, you're good with the age right now. Yeah. Uh, so take advantage of it if you can. Yeah. And that's boom where they are because in, um, Actually, you know what? I think there's actually another rule in the rule book that the AX doesn't count for advancement points. No, that wouldn't make sense. That wouldn't because it makes sense for your national number. So it must be something else. Yeah, like uh, in like in MRC rules, <laughs> advancement points for uh, yeah for arena. It's, it's amateur. It's amateur. Yeah. It's not it has nothing to do with pro. So yeah, his points will go towards it. He'll get a national number. Same with Creighton Dillon. I don't know. if Like I said, there's enough guys now that maybe there'll be a hundred. There's about 110 names all together, but, you know, West Rosine is in there twice. And, mm-hmm. well, actually, almost, there's probably anybody that did Arena Cross is in there twice. Yeah. Yeah, they did they did for, so, actually, anybody that got a point is probably going to get a national number again this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Okay, uh, so, the Birdman. I noticed, uh, Galdi, on the broadcast, you were kind of correcting yourself from Parrot to Parrot. And then Ugh. Brett Lee was saying Perot. Can we get confirmation on how to say his name? It is Parrot. Okay. Yeah, Parrot. Yeah. Parrot. I got it told to me there by his mechanic out there uh, this year at round, well, I don't know, six or seven. Sandalee, I think it was. And then for some reason, I couldn't get it out a couple times. Yeah. And then I kept correcting myself. And then and then Brett's like, yeah, Perot. I'm like, no, it's not the – wasn't <laughs> not he a French. premier of Canada <laughs> back in like the 80s or something, right? Ross Perot? Uh, that was an American know, was, politician. Was yeah. He was an American politician that ran. Oh, Mo- American politician. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I just I remember Dana Carvey making fun of him in yeah. like SNL skits. Um, mm. But uh, anyway, it's parrot, and uh, but it's always kind of um, I don't know, semi unique to say, I guess at times because uh, mm. you you just think that it's not parrot like the bird. So he's he's pretty new at, at the indoor stuff. It sounds like you guys were talking on the broadcast, or maybe that was on Saturday night, but. It seems like he he's kind of getting his feet wet and figuring things out. He finished anywhere from 6th to 10th over the weekend. Uh, but then he had that bad crash in the super final on Saturday. So I don't, hopefully everything's good there. Uh, yeah, he only made the one main. I don't think that that's his cup of tea, right? Not everybody gets a chance. Uh, do you ever you never see him at Future West, do you? Never. No, never. never. So, I mean, he, he, came, he came to one a couple years ago, and it did not go well. Um, at all. I don't even know if he ended up racing. He came for like the practice day and it's not his cup of tea by okay. any means. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good to see him out there. I mean, I was, I actually, I watched both shows live. Um, was a little bit intoxicated on Saturday night. Once. I don't fully <laughs> yeah, me too. remember everything, but it was cool to see some good LCQs, man. Like that's what I was stoked about. I mean, the depth was a lot deeper, obviously throwing in Benick and, uh, and uh, Tyler Yates and Davey Fraser was back. <laughs> what about the Friday one where the two Schmookie brothers took each other out down the start street? Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both, that cracked me up. Both Schmuckies and obviously Blake Davies. So it was nice to see, uh, like I said, and the LCQs were pretty good at Sarnia too, but it was just nice to see um, guys have to fight for it a little bit more rather than just make her right into the game. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I totally agree. That was it. Was good to watch. Good to have that. You got a daycare going on there, Goldie, or what? Ah, my little guy's trying to bust in the door here. <laughs> and yes, I do have a daycare. I got three kids, man. They're all absolutely mental patients after school. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, so is there, just looking through the results uh, for both of you guys, I guess, is there anything that stands out or anyone that's, that you think should be uh, discussed here? It's good to see Parker Eels racing. you got to give him yeah. a little love. Yeah. Rosina, we haven't talked about him. He, was, right, yeah. he, he had his moments. He had a nice uh, highlight crash there in the very first, I think it was a qualifier, right? I think it was. Um, good to, um, I like, I just, I, he was, you know, the full turnaround. We've been talking about it. The story for Wes is pretty cool. But yeah, Parker Eels went on as good on Friday and then 5-5, I believe, on the Saturday. Yeah. What do you think it's like for Parker to get beat by Blake Davies, Noof? Is that, um, is that okay or is that like no it's not okay because it hasn't been okay even out here because blake obviously parker's been well the first weekend out here parker was a lot better than blake but then the second weekend blake kind of beat him parker had some crashes but like for everybody even the intermediate kids like devin smith and and these guys they're like where the fuck did blake come from like he was just literally <laughs> racing junior at walton right so it's it's just the same old like a new kid comes in and you know yeah he's got a lot i mean blake his speed's good but his racecraft needs in that type of level as far as uh bumping and banging and stuff i mean he's got he's got a long way to go on that but uh like i said i mean as far as young talent coming up obviously there's some ontario kids and whatnot but i mean he's he's the real deal at this age right i would say he's the the next one that should uh, be getting looked at by a team yeah you know him and him and, and um, I guess Tanner Scott. You know, yeah. Tanner's got a couple more years on him, right? He's Tanner's sixteen, just turned sixteen. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and Blake's only fourteen, so those two kids, and then you got your Remples and stuff like that in there as well. But I don't know. I had Blake. I just feel like he's almost got that Cicerello effect. He's growing too fast. Yeah, he's a big like, boy. He's yeah. not. I don't know if it's like his body's catching up with how big and everything is growing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Like, uh, obviously, I don't, I don't grow up; I grow out. So I don't <laughs> understand. I don't get the way the body works that way. But um, it'll be. I, I, I think the scene is pretty cool for a lot of these younger kids right now. Um, moving forward, I mean, it's, I don't know about budgets and team and money and all that kind of jazz. But I just there's a lot of really good. There's a good crop of kids coming through uh, in a whole bunch of different provinces right now. Yeah. It seemed like. Uh, it seemed like the the Steve Sims Racing Gas Gas team was being awful close with him. I didn't wasn't Andrew was a mechanic this weekend because Gibbs was uh, Gibbs crashed out for Blake. Um, good good topic. I have no idea. Yeah, I saw no. there was a Gas Gas line on the or Gas Gas guy on the line with him in every moto. So oh, I missed that. I totally missed that. I, I didn't so that even pay be, attention to that. Might be something. And also to talk about too, bummer for Tyler Gibbs crashing yeah. out once yeah. again. That, He's competitive in this shit, but he can't seem to keep it. And by the sounds of it, it's it's kind of an embarrassing crash. Scrubbed too hard on the finish line and then didn't bring it back. Yeah, well, I heard he did it two laps before and just about ate shit, and then he did it again. But I'm just like, why? I, I just don't understand sometimes. But anyways, whatever. Instagram, what the girlfriend. Yeah. And he I was, guess. I don't know. The he, side chick. Who's he put? I don't know. What's <laughs> But, like, with his skill level in those indoor races, once again, if you look at his results, or like, DNF 2-5, yeah. didn't race the last two races, yeah. whatever. Like, with the depth that was in there, like, he should have been podium overall in both all three classes with his skill of just getting seconds and thirds and fours. But he would have been a guy that would have won that super final. He's better than yes. here, you, you know what I mean? But and he's, he's got a leg up on Amion. Exactly. 
And that's right? and, yeah. he, and the way Pettis looked, it could have been him and Pettis. Yeah. Kind of, and he's a great starter. So you know, so yeah, definitely um, a, a regretful weekend, I would think, for the twenty-two ride. Yeah. yeah. He was just knocked out. Is that, I guess is that yeah, I he rang his bell and he, he couldn't, but, wasn't able to race. But then he rides. But then he rides practice on Saturday. Oh, we did. Oh yeah, yeah. I was watching the live timing. He rode practice. Oh, Unless I, like I said, I was. That was Andrew on his bike. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. Okay, well, I think that uh, about wraps it up for the racing from the weekend. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't too spectacular in terms of action, but uh, I think we covered all the all the main guys there. Uh, Galdi, you mentioned before we hopped on here that you might have some silly season updates. Uh, what's that all about? Uh, well, so I was I traveled down to the uh, the Yellow Brick Road to the Oz office down there at Triple Crown. And I was with Brett Lee, who helped me on Friday night, and he allowed me to say that the, the, the press release should be coming out. But it looks like Walton Raceway, in some shape or form, however it's called, I, I mean, me and Newf have been hearing the rumors of that, but it is, it is going to happen. Um, that Wal- I, I, don't, I don't know if it's ownership, partnership, or what it is, but they are going to be basically running the Kawasaki team. The rig will get supplied by Huber Motorsports as their sponsorship. Kawasaki's on board. Uh, they're trying to get down parts Canada um, and and go from there. Budgets are, are set. Um, the numbers are in there. The numbers are, are wild. Um, I'm actually quite blown away at some of the, the money. And, and then, obviously, we kind of alluded that the Piccolo and Wright thing are going to Honda. That is done. Yeah. Uh, that press release should be coming out. And then the McNabb for one year to KTM apparently is done. Okay. So um, that leaves, you know, um, okay, and then Moffenbeyer, Rosina um, are, you know, going in the direction of MX101 again. Uh, Tanner Racine, sorry, my bad. Yeah, Racine, yeah, that's the big one. Racine's done there. Um, The big names right now that don't have anything, Tanner Ward, who Newfat knows quite well, got hurt really bad. Uh, uh, And looks like, like, and it's a struggle right now. He can't get in to see a surgeon. So I guess one of the big problems right now for knee injuries or knee support for like a good doctor, well, guess what? It's hockey season everywhere. So all those specialized (coughs) doctors, I guess, are hard to get into right now because Dylan Wright tried to get Tanner in with his guy, and that's delayed. So he might not get in now for another month or so. Um, And this is Brett telling me this, Brett Lee. Um, that obviously is, you know, talking to Tanner about filling that role that he had this year on the Cowie. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, so it's, it's, he, can he be ready? Will he be ready? So big question mark on the 84. That's it, which sucks. And then um, Dylan Rempel is not signed. Um, he's got some bikes. They're supposed to get returned here soon and put up for sale. And there is like some sort of thing of like, he's got to do a boot camp at, uh, MTF uh, for to see if like what kind of shape he's in or something right now as they go ahead. So a lot of question marks under the Cowie side, other than there's a stability of a team, okay. um, you know, and then of course what's going on with where's Canella. We haven't really reset it. Oh, new might've had some more in that, but that was a few weeks back. I think that we kind of talked about that one. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's been, there's been names thrown out there of like Savachi and McElrath because they could maybe do our series and the World Supercross Series. So, and then there's been talk, I just got kind of confirmation that the World Supercross might be going to Vancouver. Oh, really? Which, 
is beyond silly, if you ask me, because <laughs> Vancouver is probably the worst city as far as supporting a motorsport. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's not my money being spent. Yeah, but I'm assuming they could get it stupid cheap. Probably. Right? And the way that the WSX series is working is, is there everything, every race they go to is funded by the local government. And I believe there's a... Uh, uh, money within our governments that is not tapped into on that kind of level yet so um yeah these are again maybe some hearsay a little bit of water cooler talk um and i don't think i have anything on any other areas i know that uh the manlet guys are meeting with all their guys which is quinn and parrot they have like a their own um i don't know if you're going to a new but there's that read across going this weekend and next weekend right the alberta one yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm obviously going to World Bet this weekend, so I'm not. Going oh yeah, to... forgot about that. Forgot you were coming. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's anything else out there that we could confirm or deny right now, as far as on my side of things. I don't know if, if I forgot anything new for you. Know something else? No, I don't. I don't know any anything other than obviously it sounds like the the GDR press release is supposed to come out here pretty quick, and that looks like it's all done and budgets and and blah blah blah. But I'm just waiting for. Somebody's going to make an announcement here with a, a legit U.S. guy. I, I just can't see. I can't, and I was saying it all summer, Goldie, to you. Like these teams are tired of losing to Dylan. So yeah. And you know, God bless his heart, Tanner. Like he's not going to beat Dylan this year, even if he was healthy. Like he's not there yet. T Dags, you know what I mean? Like it's not happening. Like these guys are tired of showing up at the first round with it. 99% chance they're not going to beat Dylan, right? So if it's the same series that we just had last year with a few guys moving around and playing musical chairs, it wouldn't be unrealistic for Dylan to go undefeated again, which is just insane. But you got to think that, you know, Cowie or even Manlock um, is looking at somebody that can at least have a shot at beating um, Dylan, right? I mean, now the caveat to all this is that everywhere across our country right now is going through the roof with the stupid fucking word inflation. I feel like shoving that in every government's ass. Like why would teams be going and spending more money knowing that everything is going to cost more money? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why would any team want to do that and, and and take that money um, other than being like, you know, try to get the ego stroke. And then if you don't win, like, is that just, like, the biggest waste of time, waste of money? I, it sucks to think that way. I hate thinking that way. But, like, shit's clamping down, man. Like, yeah. uh, AMO, I've had to I've, – I've been talking about it and looking at it, and I'm going to raise my rates as far as membership and entry fee. Like, you can't, you can't do this. Like, you know, whether it's your kids eating or gas or whatever it is, just to be normal. It's everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, you know, for a guy like a Kevin Tyler or, or – uh, Maybe the the Brett Lee thing, although Brett is along with MXP and he's got the trans kid. So, you know, but the, and Manlock has got outside. So maybe there is a way to, you know, find a way to get an extra hundred grand or 50 grand. And I have also heard that was one thing I kind of missed out on. And that was sure shared that if a team went for said, you know, Sabachi, McElrath type guys or something of that nature, and they're going to have to be that type of guy to be, you're not going to do it with, you know, um, God love Marshall Welton or, or um, uh, Henry Miller or, you know, things like that. You're not going to beat them with those guys. That uh, they're, you know, the monsters might come back in and say, oh, here's 50K or something yeah. to that degree. You know what I mean? But yeah. 
unless they whatever you know and now the other shitty thing is right now there is not a series right yes well, we're I going racing gonna, i was just gonna say wh- where there's talk of going back to edmonton there's talk of two rounds in quebec there's talk of of this talk of that so like right now teams need to get their budgets and everything in because they want to get ahead of thinking about where the money's going and they don't have a series and then if they're talking to the Savachis or the fucking Macaras and they want to do the WSX, they can't. They haven't announced those dates. So yeah. obviously you're not going to have. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to hire Savachi right now, and then they're racing at Gopher Dunes and in Cardiff. Yeah, you know. At so same time, yeah. it's you know you can't even make a push right now. You're just going to sit and fucking wait, I guess. And the only ones that are secure are Gopher Dunes, MX101, KTM. They're all done. Yeah. So the only one that out there is going to maybe if they did something. You got Manlock, Cowie, PRMX, although they've got Natsuki. It yeah. looks like, right? Natsuki's coming back, yeah. I think. So it's a weird time right now as far as, uh, I don't know, saying, yeah, guys, let's spend a bunch more fucking money. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. the right thing to do. Well, yeah, I, and I mean, as far as the series goes, yeah, one, I mean, we just finished up, but we know not a lot of talk about a schedule yet, obviously, or who knows when we'll see that, because obviously they're trying to figure shit out and I, I mean it was no secret all year and obviously you know the triple crown guys they had to fight off the battle with taking the series over and then they went into COVID and they lost title sponsorship and they've been doing it on a shoestring budget and blah 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 like they need a title sponsor but to get a sponsor right now in this fucked up world that we're living in it's, it's almost next to impossible in a sense you know what I mean like um it, they need a title sponsor to be able to make the foundation of Canadian motocross nationals or whatever you want to call them stable again because it's not stable right now at all no. from the ground up. The, the only consistent part of it all is it's very inconsistent. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, right from since day one. So I, if someone, if you're, you know, the Coca Colas or the Subways, not those ones that we're not getting them, if they're going to jump on board, they're going to be like, okay, well, we want to look at this at five years or 10 years or, yeah. or something like we can't just keep doing it year to year and, you know, basically pull the rabbit out of the hat kind of thing. You know, that's, yeah. that's my opinion. I'm the guy on the outside looking at it that way, but I feel like consistency is so key to have your title sponsor and your racers and your teams stay focused on the task at hand. And without that, everybody kind of seems lost. Yeah. Um, I think the only one right now is going, yeah, everything's fucking great is uh dylan right because he got a race so and, and and deservingly so he earned it yeah. so yeah he earned it so he's everybody else is probably just like kind of just hoping that it all falls into place and they get some money and they get paid and they, all that kind of shit yeah uh so, so. Go, going back to uh rider mcnab at ktm is that is there kind of potential for that to roll into next year i don't like he still wants to go down to the states i'm assuming right could that be something that could roll in with ktm and then finish off uh in amateurs in america or is that just kind of playing it by this is yours new yeah i mean honestly i think uh, everything went sideways in the mcnab world basically after september after he won the championship with the whole phoenix honda thing falling apart um that was the whole goal was was this whole big plan that they had with their agent and that that went to shit and and here he is back trying to get or going for a one-year deal with ktm now of course like their hope is always yeah maybe we can do mini o's well guess what mini o's are in a couple weeks so 
I don't foresee that happening. And then, you know, maybe they want to do some Supercross futures because KTM is open to that. They, they've done look, they've done Supercross with Pettis and supported that program and, and whatnot. But like, it, a lot of things need to, a lot of things need to get moving. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I talked to them a couple of weeks ago, and it, everything was still up in the air. And you know, obviously he needed to be released out of his contract because he was still under contract from GDR when he got the release. Oh, um, it's kind of a mess. It's yeah, kind of it. it's kind of messed up. And you know, obviously Ryder's gonna he's gonna excel at KTM. He's gonna be good. He's a defending champion. Um, but as far as the future goes, I mean, he's still so young and everything. But yeah, it's just a bummer that the original deal didn't work out for what plans they had in their mind and their goals and their ambition to do. It didn't work out. And I mean, obviously, KTM is going to want him focused. They're going to have the number one plated guy. And um, I don't foresee him doing a lot of U.S. stuff this year, personally. What an oddball last two years for the two champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Winning titles, unsure of rides, yeah. um, or winning a title on a privateer by getting a ride. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just crazy, crazy stories. I mean, the, That's what Canada delivered. The bummer part, and there's a little bit more to it, and we don't need to dive into it. But the the, the bummer part is for McNabb is that the like he should be back at GDR, but GDR moved on because it was being talked about since basically the first round that he was going to the U.S. and yeah. Yeah. his agent had everything done, and it's we're going down there, and it's going to be all all great. But that did not work out, so it's it's kind of a shame that it, it worked out. Like they already moved, Derek already had to put plans in place to you know solidify a good two fifty guy, which I think that he did clearly with the ex-champion um but if anybody really got screwed in the deal it's McNabb's in my opinion it's just a bummer that the the Phoenix Honda thing didn't work out because it sounded so great um you know what was going to happen and what the plan was I mean it was a long-term deal but it's business at the end of the day right yeah yep okay so that kind of wraps up silly season so I guess uh all we have left to talk about is the uh big race coming up this weekend that you guys are going to be attending and racing in uh world vets biggest so, race in the world yeah it is world champion yeah uh, mm-hmm. so what i guess start with you Noof. what what classes are you running and uh what what are you hoping for results wise and then goldie you can go after Noof. well i'm all over the map on what class to ride because you have a bunch of different options but with how the schedule kind of works out that's personally what i looked at <laughs> the best in the schedule so whether I change it last minute or not, who knows, but I'm going to ride 35 expert, um, which that's a three moto format. So I'll have two or sorry. Uh, yeah. One moto Saturday, two on Sunday. And then I'm also riding the cup race with uh, two other guys. They take a 30 plus rider, a 40 plus rider and a 50 plus rider. So all together, I'll have five motos um, in total. Now, Galdi's probably going to rag on me because he probably thinks that I should be riding 30 pro, which I don't disagree with. But then I would have too many motos on Sunday and I would have nothing on Saturday. So it's just kind of weird how it all plays out. But so that's what I'm going with right now. I wouldn't rag on you. I'm not that kind of guy. Okay. I, respect, I respect your decision as Thank an you. athlete. Uh, and um, Friendship. Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, if you did 30 Pro, you do two Saturday. No, it's Sunday. Oh, that's right. It's 40 and 50 on Saturday. That's right. 
Yeah, passion. Oh, yeah, the 30 plus passion. So I would have to ride practice in the morning on Saturday and then not race again until like four o'clock for the cup moto. And then my Sunday would be busy as shit. So, but you're a professional. Well, I'm not just uh, tennis here. I, I, well, we, we kind of thought that he wasn't quite professional yet this weekend. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to do the 40 Pro this time where I went and did last. When I went and did the last time, I did the 40 Expert. Okay. Um, and actually, it's funny. This time, they have the 40 Pro and 40 Expert go together. So, oh, they do? Yeah, well, that's what it says on that, that current you know schedule they have. That might change, obviously. But you got but, the perfect uh, schedule. You do. Yeah, I, re- I do two motos Saturday, and then I'm done. Yeah, you'll be done and relaxing. Yeah, just chilling, just doing studying for notes Drinking. for the Pulp MX show on Monday so I can get buried for fucking four hours by being drunk <laughs> on a pit bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not going to get brought up. Stop. Yeah, no, yeah right. I'm si- yeah, I'm. our Twitter feed today has been blowing up of that stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm game, whatever. I drink, I ride, fuck off. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, but I'm pumped. I'm racing McGrath. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw that on you Twitter. Line up beside him? Uh, I'd like to be able to get that picture again. Yeah, maybe hopefully if I don't get a gay pick beside him, I'll kick the guy out and ask him, can I get a picture and be a super fan for a yeah. minute? <laughs> There's um, no shame in that. But I actually, I was, I don't know if you've looked, Dave, there's only like, I only counted like maybe 10, 12 guys in my class. Like oh, three enters. It's hard to find because the way that it, it looks there, I just was kind of skimming through. And I was seeing if Brown was was lining up or signing up, and then Kiefer, and then I was like, "Oh shit, McGrath signed up, so that's kind of cool." But and then the only other guy I recognized was that Mark Tilly, who's yeah, I think he's dirt rider, maybe I can't remember. Yeah, dirt rider. Okay. Yeah. So other than that, I didn't even recognize anybody else. <coughs> okay. Well, uh, Monday's Pulp Show should be pretty epic, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess if you guys don't have anything else, we can sign off. Thanks to Newf and Galdi for coming here and sharing your thoughts with us and your insights on the races. And we don't know when we'll have the next one out, but it won't be long. And we'll talk to you guys then. Cheers. See you guys. See you later.